guys, Dr. Patrice Carter here, the coach's coach. Welcome back to the Breakpoint Coaching Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you, but I'm always excited to be with you guys. So today we have a really, really great topic. I think it's time for us to get back to basics and talk about what the difference is between coaching and counseling. What is the difference between coaching and counseling? And why I believe that we should get back to basics is because as you know, you may even be a life coach that's listening. There are so many life coaches, which is awesome um, here in the US and even abroad. Um, and many of us, all of us coach differently. But one of the things that should be a key distinction between us as coaches is that we are asking powerful questions and we are listening. We are not telling, advising, directing, or mentoring. And I find that a lot of coaches are doing just that. They're telling their clients, they're advising their clients, they're fixing their clients' lives. And that is not what we do. And so with that, I wanted us today to just sort of talk through that and just get on the same page <laughs> so that we're doing what is right and, and in the best interest of our clients. So tell me, when you think of um, a life coach, what is the first thing that comes to mind? When you think of a life coach, what is the first thing that comes to mind immediately? Now, I did a poll on social media yesterday and I got a lot of different feedback. It was really cool to see some people had no idea um, about what a life coach does. And then others had a really clear understanding of what we provide in terms of services and skills. Um, but for many people, the word coach still conjures up images of counseling, therapy, mentoring, etc. And those are their first thoughts when they hear the word life coach. And that can be problematic for us as coaches because then clients can come to the coaching session with that expectation and then maybe leave disappointed because we don't tell them or we shouldn't be. So with that, um, while coaching does have its genesis in these fields or in the field of psychology, it is very much not counseling, mentoring, or therapy. And I'm going to say that repeatedly because it's so important that we stay in our lane as coaches. Um, with that, coaching at its core is helping people move from where they are to where they want to be. And then a Christian life coach, according to Collins 2012, is someone who helps their clients get from where they are to where God wants them to be and where he has called them to be. So as a Christian life coach, that is what I do. And that is what I train my coaches to do. So with that, how do we do that? So we help our clients to go from where they are to where God has called them to be by one, partnering with our client. Now, Webb states that Keith Webb, um, who is the author of The Coach Model, states that coaching is three things or it involves three things, a skill set, a mindset, and a tool set. And so with that, as coaches, we, one, partner with our clients um, by having the mindset that the client has all of the answers, and two, by partnering with them, by being a partner, an accountability partner, a cheerleader, and someone who walks alongside them. We're not in front of them. We may be behind them, pushing them on, cheering them on, et cetera, but we're definitely not leading them. Um, the second thing that coaches do is we ask, again, powerful questions. Now, tell me, do you have a, a skill? Do you have um, a set of questions that you work with as a client or that you um, with a client or that you work from? You know, I would really love to hear from my fellow coaches and see, um, you know, what are some of the methodologies that you guys are applying in your coaching conversations? 
Um, the other thing is, is that coaches listen actively to the client and to the Holy Spirit. In addition to that, um, there is some passive listening while we're sitting there allowing the client to sort of download and share their thoughts and, um, and ask their questions. But in addition to that, as Christian coaches, we're listening to the Lord on behalf of the client. So that is a nuance that um, that can be taught and that can be honed. And that is what we do. And then also there is intuitive listening that is incorporated in that coaching process. And that is looking for those inflections, those shifts in body language that will give you insight into what is not being said. So an example of that is if I ask my client, Joe, how are you doing today? And he says, mm, I'm OK. So that mm, is something that we need to tap into. I'm OK. OK, what is what was that, Joe? Tell me more about that. Mm, and what do, what do you mean when you say I'm OK? So that is intuitive hearing what is not said or seeing what is not said. And then responding with affirmations. So that's something else that coaches do is we respond with affirmations. And it's so important that we affirm our client um, when they're doing well and when they're going after their goals and when they're really trying hard um, and or even when they fail, just saying, hey, you know, it's OK. We dust them off. Get back up. You've got this. Um, but now we're not affirming bad behavior or bad decisions. We're challenging those things. And so, again, there are a lot of nuances to being a great coach. Um, in addition to that, we ask client-centered, open-ended questions. So, And we only ask questions that we really want to know the answer to. We don't waste words or time or um, you know, go in a direction that is not going to be in the best interest of the client. So our questions are client-centric. In addition to that, we use silence to allow for reflection. So when working with a client, uh, we don't want to spend the entire time talking, um, coaching. The coach should spend 10 to 20% of their time speaking. And that 80 or 90% time should be um, the client speaking. So the client is doing 80, 90% of the talking and we're doing 10 to 20% of the talking and 80% to 90% of listening. So with that, a lot of times people are not comfortable with silence. And silence is where the spirit of God can speak. It's where the client can really get clear. They can begin to hear the noise can clear out and they can start to get some aha moments and some clarity. So it's important that we allow that space of quiet reflection in the midst of a coaching conversation. And I'm saying quiet to the point of awkward. Like that was really awkward, right? Were you checking your sound? <laughs> Were you trying to see if the volume had gone down or maybe the podcast stopped working? No, it's really important that we get quiet and um, it's so powerful. So as a coach, I just really want to challenge you and encourage you to begin to incorporate those moments of silence in your coaching practice. Now, um, again, we've already talked about the fact that there are many uh, life coaches in the world and each of us is different. But one of the key differentiators for a Christian life coach, a faith-based life coach, is that we are Christ-centered and we are skilled through training and application. So now we can train or you, or you can coach without training or without um, a certification. I did it for a number of years because I didn't feel like God was leading me 
um, until much later to do that, to get the training and get the certification. But when you get trained um, and you're taught or you start to follow a specific tool and you apply that skill of coaching, you become a much more effective coach and you don't lean so much into telling. Um, you really start to hone that skill of asking and listening. And so with that, I just want to, again, um, maybe just talk a little bit more about what coaches do not do. And that is that coaches, again, we don't give advice. Um, a client can come and they genuinely want advice. They need advice and, um, and they need direction and clarity. But again, I want to reiterate that the Bible says that the spirit of God will bring us in remembrance of all things. So everything that client knows has been implanted in them from eternity because Psalm 139 says that God, um, he formed us, he knew us before he formed us. And he placed David, the King David in the book of Psalms said, all of the days of my life had been written before I had even lived one. So again, Christian uh, coaches, that's this key distinctive is we believe the word of God for our client and we apply it in that coaching context. With that, we don't provide therapy. Um, it's illegal and it's unethical. Uh, we're not there unless we are a counselor. And even if you are a counselor who is doing coaching, you want to uh, separate the two. You either want to be doing coaching in that session or counseling in that session, but not both. Also, uh, we don't give counsel and we don't tell. Now, there may be um, situations where in a session with a client, um, you feel that strongly the Holy Spirit is telling you that there's something that they need to know. Um, or maybe there's an anecdote or a story or something that is in line with what you're coaching around that will be helpful to your client. With that, you want to pull over and you want to ask the client, may I share something with you? You want to get their permission. And with that permission, you want to be brief. You want to share specifically what it is that you want to share that is relative to what they're talking about and is in line with the goal that is um, that is being focused on for that session. And then you want to stop. So you want to share it get in and get out. Um, but again, you want to get their permission first. Now I'm going to share some other videos um, that I have done on YouTube um, or even podcast links in the description um, below in the episode notes for today. And that is four ways to know if you've been called to be a life coach and also why now is the best time for you to become a certified Christian life coach. Because with that, I want to pull over and share with you that some of you listening um, you've been coaching for a long time or you're that person people always come to, but you are sitting on the fence and you're like, you know, I know I should do this, um, but can I really do it? Has God really called me? And I want to tell you, sis, bruh, he has, he has really called you. He is calling you. Um, and Esther 414, Mordecai says to Queen Esther, how do you know that you have not been called to the kingdom for such a time as this? Now is your time. Now is your time. I, I just admonish you to step up and step out. Um, people are waiting on you. And so with that, just getting back to what coaches do and what differentiates coaches from counselors, coaches, skilled coaches use various models, tools, and methods to assist their clients in um, achieving their goals. And we include these in our sessions. And these things are brainstorming, um, vision casting, values clarification, uh, spiritual gifts assessments. There's a life will, the grow model, strength finders. There are amazing tools out there. And I'll put some of the links um, again in the episode notes that you can check these out. And also accountability. That is huge in a coaching relationship is accountability, holding our clients accountable to what they said they were going to do. Goal setting, 
short-term and long-term goals, and sometimes behavior changes and challenging. So what it sounds like to challenge your client is, hey, can I challenge you on that? Can I challenge your thinking? Um, or going deep, hey, could we go a little deeper in that? Let me, um, is it okay if we put on our snorkel gear? Let's get down in the, um, in the depths about this. And so again, getting their buy-in and permission is so important. With that, um, clients hire coaches for many reasons. And that's why it's important that we um, sort of take a moment in the beginning of a discovery session, um, which is just that initial meeting with a potential client. They have not hired us yet, but they're um, just sort of vetting us and we're vetting them to see if we're a good fit. And with that, um, they're, they're looking at hiring us because there are some short term or long term goals that they want to achieve. Maybe they're stuck on making a huge decision. Maybe they're at a crossroads in their life or they're making a career change or having some relationship issues. Um, maybe it's a spiritual thing. So there are a number of reasons that a client will approach a coach for services. And so it's important to have that conversation to see if you actually can even assist that client and to set those expectations. Um, now, I'm going to share in a future podcast um, some of the tools that I believe um, a professional coach should use and have in a session, um, in the beginning sessions and future sessions. And one of those is a coaching agreement. If you don't have a coaching agreement, you don't have a coaching relationship. Also, a client intake form and what should be included on that is super important. So I'm going to do another podcast on coaching resources and share some links. There are some free resources that you guys can use that I hope is helpful to you. So um, just to get back again, we're still talking about the difference between coaching and counseling. Now, coaching is sometimes referred to as positive psychology, whereas counseling is referred to as negative psychology. And that was proposed and purported by Collins 2012. Now, Collins, Dr. Gary Collins, is someone that I consider to be the father of coaching or one of the founders of the modern coaching movement, Christian coaching movement. And he is the author of the book, Christian Coaching, Helping Others Turn Potential into Reality. And I'm going to share the notes below, um, the information below, how you can order this. I believe if you're going to be a Christian coach, you should have this in your arsenal. But I'm going to read from page 16, uh, where he shares um, some of the distinctions between counseling and coaching. Now, Dr. Collins is a um, psychologist. So he has his roots in psychology and he went from psychology to coaching. So um, he's very well versed and adept in um, explaining the differences between the two. I won't read them all, but I just want to share a few. Um, counseling, again, he refers to as negative psychology, and that's not to be um, derogatory or put psychology down. That's just the wording that he uses. But he says that Counseling focuses on problems, dealing with conflicts, insecurities, spiritual struggles, and emotional issues such as depression, anxiety, and anger. Counseling focuses on fixing what is wrong. And counseling focuses on the problems and causes of problems that arise from the past and on bringing healing and stability. And the counselor is the expert who treats patients, provides healing, and directs the treatment process. Whereas coaching is referred to as positive psychology and focuses on finding fulfillment, enhanced performance, team building, vision casting, career growth, and reaching one's goals and dreams. Coaching enables people to reach their goals and it focuses on the present and future possibilities, 
reaching goals, getting unstuck, and turning dreams into reality. And coach and client are co-equals who work together to bring change. So with that, um, it's not to imply that in a coaching session, if I haven't already said this previously in the podcast, you may go into the client's past, but it's only for the purpose of informing the future. And it looks like a conversation around, okay, tell me the root of that or when did this first present? And now how does that affect you going forward? What is that? Um, how does that inform our forward movement and forward goal setting? What would you like to happen in the future now that we have that understanding? So it's not that you won't talk about the past, but you won't stay in the past. Again, it's only informational. So with that, I encourage you, um, if you're going to be a Christian life coach or you are a Christian life coach, you should have that book in your um, in your arsenal. And um, two things that came up while I was just preparing for the episode today. And one is um, two questions that I, I feel that I've been asked. And that is, can coaches be counselors? Absolutely. And can counselors be coaches? Absolutely. And so with that, um, you can go from counseling to coaching or from someone who is a psychologist, a therapist, or a, say a master's um, uh, level counselor, you can go into becoming a coach, into coaching. But again, you want to make sure that you're being distinctive in your session with the client so that they know, hey, this in this session, we're counseling. In this session, we're coaching. So you want to um, make sure that you approach the conversation from the standpoint of um, what is best for the client and not intermingling the two. So there's no confusion there. Um, if you are a coach who um, wants to, um, who is also a counselor or a counselor who wants to become a coach, I'm going to be sharing um, an FAQ from one of our coaches that is on staff at Breakpoint who actually happens to be a master's level counselor. And she's going to share with you guys some um, FAQs for counselors who um, become coaches. So I think it's going to be really great. I can't wait to share it with you. But that is all I have today. Um, I hope this has been helpful. Please share with me your comments. Let me know if you have any questions about um, how you've approached this in your own practice as a coach, um, how um, counseling and coaching differ. Have you had the, any experiences where your clients have shown up for a coaching session and expected you to counsel or tell them or advise them? Let me know. I'm also um, a minister and with that and a prophet. So in the ministerial and the prophetic, um, that can definitely become a challenge. But again, I want to admonish you that if you stick to asking and listening to the client and the Holy Spirit, you won't go wrong and you won't lean into telling. But that um, that comes also when you have the skill of coaching. So if you are listening to this podcast and you want to grow um, in the skill of coaching or you want to have a coaching business, I encourage you re to reach out to me because through Breakpoint Coaching, again, we certify, equip and train Christian life coaches through live course instruction and e-coach instruction. So you can walk with us through our live 12 week program or you can take the self-paced mobile ready e-coaching program, which is awesome. We have graduated coaches from throughout the U.S. and Canada. We're super excited for that. Uh, we are international. Or if you're a coach who's listening and you want to scale um, your business to five figures and up by developing your own life coach certification program, I mentor coaches to do that. I have a, an eight-week program that is going to be launching this summer. So I would love to share more of that with you. And I will share more in future podcast episodes. But guys, this is Dr. Patrice Carter. 
It has been my pleasure to be with you again today. God bless you. Please connect with me. I am on social media um, here, of course, on Anchor and Spotify, but I'm also on Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So guys, reach out, let's connect, and let's make coaching better. God bless you.